What's up, everybody? Welcome to my uh, first, I don't even know if we can call it a podcast, but uh, first episode. I, if I'm considered a host at this point, then my name is Joe Timmis. I uh, just wanted to, I guess, start out this podcast by interviewing someone who's uh, super important to me and someone who I love and, and admire, uh, look up to as well. Um, I guess the reason... I'm even recording some of these episodes or starting to do this is because if you know me um, or I've talked to you recently, it's kind of been one of those ideas that's been rattling around in my head of starting a podcast. Um, I'm not sure if this will take off or or where this will go, but for the time being, it is something that I have enjoyed doing. Um, But I figured it would be no better way to start it out by interviewing someone who's super important and special to me, uh, my grandmother. And uh, the idea actually came while sitting around in quarantine, as I'm sure all you guys are right now. Um, you know, in just kind of like the life of April 2020, uh, which is kind of crazy. But uh, so I decided to pick up the phone and call my grandma, who was actually in the hospital. Um, thankfully, not for coronavirus, but uh, just had had some complications um, health wise. And I figured what a better time to kind of like just kind of use the time to pick her brain and kind of ask her questions that I hadn't hadn't been uh, able to do so before. So, um, you know, we're going to get into the interview that I had. It's about 30, 40 minutes long. Uh, but first, I just wanted to, if anyone who doesn't know my grandma or is listening, who doesn't obviously have a, have an idea who she is, uh, figured I would start out with actually something that's pretty funny. It's her, it's her voice mess, her voicemail message. Um, and I think that'll kind of give you guys a really clear indication of what type of person she is and how much she likes to laugh and, and just enjoy life. So, um, you know, just in, in, enjoy, uh, I'll play that now and then I'll dive into the, uh, in, into the interview, uh, once that's over, but ho- hopefully you guys enjoy and feel free to give me some feedback at the end. Grandma. Hey, Joe, I couldn't get to the damn phone. No, you're fine. You're fine. You told me to call you a couple of times, so that's what I was doing. Well, I I um I want to make sure I like I want to let you know that I I did my homework. I came up with some questions for you. Okay, go ahead. I'm ready for you. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. So, also the reason I I wanted to do this too is because one I feel like there are a lot of things I hear. I hear some stories, but um, I don't always get to hear them from the person who's the head of the whole family. Right. And then I obviously, you know, so I'm I'm gonna just go quick questions, a couple quick questions to warm you up. So and and I notice there are some things I don't even know about you. So I want to ask some questions. Um, okay, first off, where were you born? Brooklyn. New York. Brooklyn, New York. In, in what what neighborhood though? Do you remember? In uh, I think it was called East New York. I was born at home. You were born at home. 20, you weren't born at a hospital. No, in a, at home. At Twenty Seven Bradford Street. That's incredible. So who did like yeah. your dad deliver you? No, no, a doctor. Oh, 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 but he just came to the house. Yeah. And then is that the is that where you grew up? Uh, yeah, part, partly before we moved. You moved to Long Island, or? No, then we moved to uh, uh, Queens, I think. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, your full name isn't it Margaret? Margaret. Um, I don't even Anne. know. Margaret Ann? Ann. A-N-N-E. Did you, like, wasn't Grandma Rose my great-grandma and your your mother? Exactly. And it was uh, Rose and Leo, or Leon? Leon was her husband, my 
my father. So my mother and father were Rose and Leon. Messina. And was there any reason they named you Margaret? Was that or like was that like a family name? Well, in those days, the father of a newborn baby was it was the baby was named after the father's father or the father's mother. Hmm. So because I was the father's mother, I got named Margaret because that was my grandma's name. Gotcha. That's interesting. I had honestly I had no idea. Yeah. And then the second child that was born was Al. And Al would have been named after the father's uh, father, I think. And his name was Alberto. So you were named that. So it's basically after the the father's. It's kind of. So it was no, no, mainly after the father's family. It sounds like. The fa- yeah, the father got precedence. <laughs> Man, that would be uh, way different today, huh? Oh my God! Yeah. And then Philip uh, Al was named after. What did I just say? The. Philip Philip Al was named after. Al was named after his fa- father's father. Father's father, something like that. I don't know. I <laughs> and then Philip, my brother, the younger brother, was named after. Then it went to the mother because she used up the mother and father of the of the father. Then you went to the mother's side, and Philip was the. Is that part of the reason why so many, like, I guess, names are, you know, junior and senior and stuff like that? Yeah, it, oh, exactly. okay. Yeah. So Philip was named after uh, Uncle, well, they called him Uncle Phil, but it was my grandfather, Phil. Right. Yeah. So that means if I had a kid in, your, in, in that age, or like if those, I should say it this way, if those precedents still stood today and I had a kid, I would name him after Poppy, essentially. So I would name him after uh, Edward Joseph. Probably, yeah. yeah. All right. More, uh, all right, these are rapid fire questions. You ready? Ready. Favorite dessert? Cannoli. Cannoli. Favorite drink? Favorite drink. I really don't have a favorite drink. I can't think of a favorite drink. It doesn't have to be alcoholic. It can be normal. Uh, let's say iced tea. Okay. All right. Choose one or the other. One, one can stay. One's got to go. Pizza or lasagna? Uh, I, I would rather have Lasagna. I had a feeling you were going to go that way. <laughs> choose, one, choose one or the other. Chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Really? Yeah. Vanilla has gotten me recently. I've, I'm a big vanilla lover now. Yeah. Okay, breakfast or dinner? Again, I think I know which way you're going to go, but... I, I like breakfast because it's simple. I have a nice soft-boiled egg and a piece of toast, and I'm happy. Wow. I honestly thought you were going to say dinner because of all the stuff you like to cook. but yeah. Too much food. Too much food? All right, last one. Choose one or the other. Long Island or Saratoga? Long Island. Long Island? Why do you say that? I miss everybody on Long Island. Yeah. I, I feel like it's wonderful up here. But we don't get to see people that we used to meet with and have lots of laughs with. They're all down there, and we're up here. And, you know, everybody (laughs) says, oh, we'll get to see you. We'll come. We'll visit. And nobody does. 
Well, you know, now you're in Seattle. I know. Now I got to come visit more. Right. Who comes to see you? Nobody. Right. Only, I mean, only, uh, I mean, right now, I guess, cousins who are in San Francisco and uh, close parents. Yep. But, yeah. Not easy. Not easy. I mean, it, it is, as as well as we are connected travel-wise, it, it is it is difficult to... Uh, if it wasn't for the phone, we'd all be up Schitt's Creek, pardon me. <laughs> but it's true. Right. We'd have no way of communicating. I mean, if you did it by writing, it would take weeks. Yeah, you don't want to send a bird anymore? No. <laughs> All right, so everything, I was I was telling my mom this too. I was like, a lot of times I hear these stories of when you guys were growing up or, or whatnot. And, you know, you can see pictures or photos and everything is kind of black and white footage, but... Um, obviously that wasn't the case when you guys were around. Everything was just the same way as life is now. Everything was in color. And so I'm wondering, I want you to kind of put some color around some of the stories, I guess, but like earliest memory you have, like in childhood, what, what would that be? Like for me, I I can kind of go back and think like, okay, it was when I broke my arm at like four years old, but is there anything that stands out to you? That's like that my first childhood memory was blank. Childhood memory. I I guess I was always babysitting either Al or Phil. That's my childhood memory. Al or Phil? Yeah. I was the oldest sister, so I would babysit whoever my mother told me to watch. Did you get an allowance for it? No. <laughs> Are you kidding? Those days there was no money, there was nothing. What year what year were you born in again? Nineteen thirty six. So you were born into what I'm a s i am now I'm gonna obviously make myself sound bad about the Great Depression, but um it was that that was like right in the middle of the Great Depression, was it not? The depression was uh, from like twenty nine or thirty on, onward. Thirty, thirty I guess it was right before the depression. So you, right? but yeah, but I'm saying you grew up during those times of like, of like kind of like a depressed economy. But we we didn't know it. When you're young, you there's no yeah. there's no relevance to that. Right. No, it's just interesting to hear. I mean, obviously, like now, I now I guess we're kind of living through this weird crisis now, or you know, we had lived through nine eleven and lived through um, the the financial crisis of like oh eight oh seven oh eight. But um, oh, this I, is this is a hell of a lot worse right now. This, yeah, this is awful. This is the worst. Hmm. Who would ever think we would be so isolated because of a virus, you know? You mean from that perspective, yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, well, let's let's go to things that are more more, uh, light. Uh, Do you you know the story behind your parents? You, uh, like, Rose and um, Leon? How they met? Yeah, how they met. Um, yeah, my my grandfather had a grocery store on Montrose Avenue in well, I guess it was called Bushwick, New York, in Brooklyn, and the delivery truck from the soda company would be my father would could picture him all muscle with no shirt on, would be delivering cases of soda to the store. And they ended up going out and then getting married. And my grandfather, who had the grocery store, had a car. My parents had no car. 
and he let them use his car to go on the honeymoon. Where is the honeymoon? Upstate New York, like it was a big deal. <laughs> and no Bali Bali. No. And as it turned out, the honeymoon didn't last that long because my mother missed being home. Hmm. So she was a little bit of a homebody. Yes, she was the oldest child of, there was my mother and then Aunt uh, Anna and then Rocco and and Joe. And so did they, were they the ones who immigrated from Italy or were they the ones, or was that? No, they they were born here. Oh really? Okay. So your so your grandparents were the one who who born who were born here. No, my grandparents. My grandparents. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Your grandparents were the one who came over from Italy. Right, right. They came from Italy. And they came from Sicily, right? Right. Did they? Was that like the classic story that they came over on the boat and like signed in to the Ellis Island? I think so. I don't know that part of the story. But they would have been, they would have been Messinas too, right? Or no, I don't think so. Would they? I guess it, I guess it would have to be Leon's uh, parents, right? Yeah, they would be Messina, but I don't think. I think that my grandparents' name was Palermo. Oh right, 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 right. Okay. And uh, okay, Grandma. When you were growing up, if you made, if you had any money, or did you make, did you like work a job? What was your first job? My first job, I worked as a sales person, and then uh, what else? At Montgomery Ward in Jamaica, Queens. Montgomery Ward. What did they? What did they sell? It used to be a big, uh, what do you call it? You know, the stores that, I don't know what they called it. They had catalogs. Oh, okay. And then they had open stores besides catalogs. They opened stores, and I happened to be in a store. And I worked there from when I was 16 to 18 when I graduated and the the president of the store asked me to be his secretary and I was very proud to be so young and the secretary hmm. so did you did you take it yeah Oh, nice. I mean, when I graduated. Right, right, right. And then, one day, uh, the president of the store had a visitor from the New York office. And uh, his name was Grady Burns. And Grady Burns asked me, I was just the office, the store secretary of the president there. He said, uh, would you want to work for me in New York City? And I had never gone to the city. So I said, yeah. I was brave. <laughs> Plus, I made a lot of money. I mean, compared to other people. And I took the job and I went to New York City to work. And I met a lot of my friends there. And uh, that's how I ended up working in New York. That's amazing. Yep, I was very successful. I was pretty smart when I was young and brave. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. I'm surprised that you had never been to New York, even when you lived in... um, in Queens or Brooklyn, and, and you never ventured into into the city. I guess you were young, but I would have thought you would have gone in there eventually. I went to the city 
with Aunt Anna, my aunt, my mother's sister. She had no children at that time. And she would take us to Radio City Music Hall. I remember seeing Dumbo. <laughs> like all the, the, the new big Disney movies, you know? Right. And what year? What year is that? So, if you were, thir- so, I guess like fifty four, you were you were working in the city. You started working in the city, and years after that, you were, right? Well, I started working in the city. In how how old would I be? Well, you said when you graduated, which was like you said eighteen. I was 18. So I was thinking that it would be around 1954, 55. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's about right. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I Maybe I'm doing the math wrong, but... Um, and then I met Dad. Yeah, okay, wait. I was going to ask you, um, how did you guys meet? Uh, I went to a church meeting for young adults, and it was called the Campion Club, and you were supposed to be 18. I was only 17. Yes. But I said I was 18. <laughs> and uh, I met Dad. And my father loved Dad because he walked me home from a church meeting. Amazing. You know, amazing. And was so he was eighteen. So he was like one year older than you. Yep. Did he know that you had lied on your on your age? Yeah, of I told him. Did he think it was funny? Yep. <laughs> so you guys didn't meet in New York. You guys met. It sounds like back in like your own in neighborhood Queens. in Queens. In Queens, Richmond Hill. Richmond Hill, yeah. That's so he cool. I'm like, a, yeah, go ahead. He was going to be a priest. How'd that turn so out? He he went <laughs> to, uh, I'm trying to think what it was called, prep seminary. So he went to this prep seminary where they always went to church. And, and uh, then he... I don't know whether he he just decided he didn't want to do it anymore. I, I, I don't remember. I mean, he met you. Then he met me. And that was that. You don't think you had a little to do with it? Oh, yeah. No, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so how old were you guys when you got married? How long, how long were you guys dating for? I was... Uh, 20 when I got married. Oh, dad was 22. He was two years older. 22. So that's when we got hitched when I was 20. Were you guys considered young or no? At that time, no. Everybody was young. Yeah. Young and stupid and foolish. But it seems like you had a pretty good relationship, no? Oh yeah, no, we had a wonderful. So, relationship. how did you guys? How did you know that he was the one? You know, it just uh, it just happens. You go out and you go out, and you either like the person or you don't like them, and it becomes uh, second nature to. Uh, to be with that person all the time. You're just the way it is. Fall into it. Yeah, I like that. I like that. The idea of it being second nature. Yeah. So you got married. And you got married at 20. You were 20. He was 22. I'm assuming you guys probably got married in Richmond Hill, right? Yes. What was the church? St. Aidan, A-I-D-A-N. It's where my parish church was. 
where the Poppy's Parish Church was. What well, What would you say is um the biggest surprise of like of getting married or like just having or being in a relationship like that? Surprise. Good or bad, yeah. <laughs> I don't think there was any surprise, really. That's probably good. <laughs> yep. Okay, what was... um? So, as you know, Poppy and I... I mean, I only know Poppy, I guess, um, in his later days. But what was Poppy like as like a person, as a, as a man? Uh, he was always very sweet, very kind, very, I don't know, he was just a nice, nice guy. Everybody loved him. He had a lot of good friends that became our good friends, you know. Mm -hmm. The best man became a good friend who ended up marrying one of my good friends. So Ellen, her name was Ellen Wells, married, well, her name wasn't Wells. I forget what her name was. But Wells is what the best man's name was, George Wells. Mm -hmm. So George and Ellen became our good friends, and their son became our godson, and we became their godson. You, you get intertwined with life, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, the world becomes pretty small and you, you know, like you said before, a thing, maybe not second nature, but those friendships become so easy and, and natural. So it just kind of makes sense, right? Right. Was he, was he like, wasn't he like, didn't people say that I get my height from him? Is that true? Oh God, Yes. Poppy was 6'4". I don't know how tall you are. 6'4". 6'4". And I loved that he was so tall. (laughs) I could could wear any kind of high heel and not be uh, taller than him, which is wonderful. For a girl, anyway. Mm -hmm. Was uh, Was he big? Like, was he strong? Yeah, when he was young, he was quite, uh, quite okay. As he got older, he was, he he ended up gaining weight. But of course, we all gain weight when we get old. Yeah, those cannolis get to you. Right, right. <laughs> um, did he play a sport at all? Oh, he, he he loved uh, baseball. Baseball. Yeah. My dad said that he also played basketball or that he was like a big basketball fan. And then that's why I wasn't sure if he was he ever He did try. That. When he was young, he played basketball. But then I think he he hurt his neck somehow. I don't know. I don't even know why or what the reason was. But he hurt his neck and he did not play basketball hmm. after that in uh, in college. Where did he go to college? St. John's oh, that's University right. in Brooklyn. Yeah. Did you go to college, Grandma? No. You were too busy making money. Yeah, I ended up <laughs> I, I made more money than Poppy when we got married when we got married. I think I was making let's say eighty dollars a week and he was making less than eighty. Not that it mattered, because then I had the kids and I never worked again. Yeah, but it's a fun little little side note. Yeah. Good for you. I I, I love hearing that you were just kick ass. That's awesome. You don't you yeah. don't you don't share that with us enough. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Couple more questions, unless you're getting tired. No, go ahead. Okay. Uh. We'll get to my dad in a second, but first question in terms of uh, like being a parent. What was it like raising four kids? 
Uh, it was the best time of my life. Yeah? I, I loved having the children. I wished I had more. They were all such a, a gift from God. They were all beautiful, made me happy kids, really. So I can't, I can't complain about having a family. Did you, do you consider four kids like a big family? Well, at the time, not really. At that time, people had a lot of kids. At those years, people would have four, five, six kids at wow. least. I feel like four is pretty, I mean, that's a pretty good sized family. It is. I feel like it when is. you get over three, it's like you got a, you got a big family. Yeah. But maybe that's just my own perspective. I also, I mean, you know, it's it was, it's only me and Tess, so. And then we had that after we got married and we started having children. Uh, I, I'm trying to remember how it started, but I, oh, because my best man, George and Ellen Wells, yeah. Remember that I mentioned? Yeah, yeah. They they lived in Sag Harbor. So they told us about a house in Sag Harbor that was for sale. Mm -hmm. And we, we went to look at it, and it was cheap. It was uh, 17000 Oh, my gosh. And... Uh, And we ended up buying it and and uh, then going there every summer. Is that the... Until, I, I think I had been to that one. Yeah, you were there. Yeah, I, I remember that. And we had to sell it when Poppy got Parkinson's and he couldn't walk that well anymore. Mm -hmm. And everything out there was sand. He, he just couldn't keep up. Yeah. So we ended up selling it. Probably for a lot more than what you what you bought it for. Oh yeah, we I think I paid seventeen and we sold it for maybe two fifty, three hundred. I don't even remember. Grandma, these are that's amazing return right there. I know. Did you ever tell my dad how to invest in real estate or are you just keeping no. that to, Yeah. No, I never told him. <laughs> well, I'll be sure to tell him. Okay. Because he he kids around and says that he bought really high in a in the Southern California market and then he sold low, and he's he, he wishes he would have kept it. But that's why well, that's why I'm laughing because you're like it sounds like you're the real estate mogul over here. Yeah, but I wish I had never sold Sigma. Yeah. Do you know somebody? Went to Sag Harbor recently, a couple of years ago, and they said my my little house is is now in the seven hundred thousand dollar range, and I'm talking little. Yeah, I remember it wasn't very big at all. It was small. Yeah, I mean it was a great beach house, but I mean it wasn't by any means like you know right a huge nothing beautiful. But that's how life is. Yeah, but yeah, I hear you. You know? Well, that's still a good, I mean, you still made out pretty good. and you. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you loved going there and being there. Oh, God, we loved it. I, Dad, my husband, had six weeks vacation every summer. Was he a teacher? No. So, he used to work at Bankers Trust. That's right. And six weeks. I would stay out at the summer house with the kids for the whole six weeks, maybe even more than six weeks because I didn't have to come home to anything. I didn't have a job. I just had the four kids. Mm -hmm. And uh, he would come out every weekend. It was a great life. That's awesome. It was a happy life, let me tell you. Yeah. We didn't well, for him, happy wife, happy life, right? Right, and plus, <laughs> money wasn't uh, the goal that it is today. Today, everybody needs big dollars, big houses, big cars. 
don't know. It's a different world today. No, I, I think that's good perspective, though. I mean, you like know. you said, a lot of times, a lot of decisions are obviously made for money or like, you know, we kind of get wrapped up as young millennials as trying to make the most money or the, you know, taking a job that offers the most just because, you know, over a job that might keep us a little bit more happy or have like a better culture just because they offer less or. Um, we never know if we made the right decision right away. You don't know for time after. Is there something that you kind of, is there like a saying or a motto or perspective that <clears throat> you kind of used in your life uh, when it came to, you know, things like that, like just kind of not, not worrying too much or not like understanding that you won't ever really know if you made the right, the true right decision. <clears throat> I can't think of anything right now. But it's just more so how like more so just you kind of having that understanding. Yeah. Yeah. I like that though. You can't know. All right. So what was it? What was it like? Um, what was my dad like growing up? Oh my God, he was the best ever. I'm not kidding you. When I kid around and tell your mother, he never gave me a bit of trouble. I'm not lying. That boy gave me never a, a, a bit of trouble. He was always good, smart, a, a lot of good things. And uh, that, that's, that's all I could remember. You're telling me he, he there wasn't one time he drove you crazy? Never. Stop it. I'm not kidding. <laughs> oh, well. Well, once, once in Sag Harbor, we went away uh, to a party or something, and we left him home, and we got home, and he was throwing up in the toilet because <laughs> he had too much to drink with his friends. So your grandfather took his uh, shirt and pants off, turned the water on and threw him in the cold shower. <laughs> and he never drank anymore after that. <laughs> How old was he when he did that? Like, Oh, he was just a high school kid. Yeah. That's hilarious. Those days, you did what your parents said. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so wait. I want to get back to something. You said Poppy worked at... Um, uh, you just said it. It's escaping me. Poppy worked at Bankers Trust. Bankers Trust. So was he a... He was a banker, like a seller? Not a teller. No, no, no. Seller, he, seller. No, he was a... Uh, Bankers Trust... He's in the office. I don't know what he did. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. He worked in the office. But it sounds like, so did he do that almost his entire career? I guess. I don't know. I, 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 right now. No, yeah, yeah. I, it's okay. But you, you said you were in sales at first, which... And, and you, I was just thinking if you guys were both in sales or something like that. And then it may, I was just thinking about my own my own kind of trajectory and journey. And you said you had never been to New York City really to work. You kind of you were brave and you and you made that leap. And then you were and you were went from sales to being, you know, a secretary. And I was thinking to myself before a couple of years ago, I, I was, quote unquote, I guess maybe you'd say I was brave. Maybe you wouldn't. But. I went out to Seattle, moved across the country to a, to a city I'd never been in, um, and and now I'm in sales. So it's like it's almost like these things run in our blood a little bit. Right, right. Well, I think the fact that you went to Seattle is very brave. You know. Well, I got to get it from somebody. Well, I just hope you're happy. 
I am happy, but I do need to uh, I do need to come back, like you said, and and uh, visit you more often once all this uh, crazy shit blows over. Yep. Because right now I don't even think it'd be safe to uh, to come visit you. Oh no. Yeah. They wouldn't even let you in the place. <laughs> I, I know. I'm in a room. That's it. Nobody nobody mingles. Right. Okay. I have a few more questions to wrap it up because okay. now I'm I'm getting to I'm I don't know if you noticed but I'm getting to the part where you're a grandparent. So, what is it like to be a grandparent? You said that being a parent was the most amazing time, happiest time of your life. You wish you could have had a bigger family. And I personally I I would love to have a big family. I think big families are are awesome. Um But what is it? What? The main thing is to find the right partner. There's too many couples that they don't find the right partner. You know? Yeah. So make sure you find the right girl with the qualities you want. Not that they, their needs are everything. It's not the way it should be. Anyway, so that, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. That's a, that's good. We can talk about that because I mean, so having like balanced values and and like respect for you know, and that they're good family people because there are a lot of families that are wicked. They're disgusting, and you don't know it until you you meet them and you're in there. I, I don't know how else to say it. Yeah. But but I guess to your to your point, like finding the right partner, right? Like when you right. when you yeah, say that's that the and, most important thing. and you mentioned like before it becomes second nature and you have like those qualities and you like you find certain yeah. qualities that you admire right. or respect. Right. And that if their family is a, a nut job family, then you don't want to have anything to do with that girl. Really? The family is important. That's how you build your life. And hopefully you find the right girl and, and the right uh, sister-in-law, brother-in-law, whatever the heck they are. That's all I can wish for you is that you find that kind of peace in your life. Me too. I hope I find that too. Yeah. What? Like how not, how nice that Tess found Brandon. Yeah. And they seem well suited. Well, that's what I want for you. Find somebody who suits you to a T. Yeah. And makes you happy. Not only just make her happy, it's going to make you happy too. Amen. Amen. That's right. That's right. Oh, Joey, I love you so much. Thank you for calling me. You're welcome. Any more, more questions? Um, yeah, 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 I do. I have two more questions. Actually, I have three more questions, kind of all over the, all over the map. Okay. One is, um, what would you tell your younger self, if anything? About what? About life, I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's too late now. I'm eighty-three. <laughs> it's a wonder I can remember my age. What would I tell? I, I I don't know. Okay, you don't have to answer that. Um, what is something? What makes you the happiest? It could be a person, a place, a thing. Uh, seeing my children. Yeah. Yeah, seeing my kids makes me happy. I love that. Yeah. Okay. My, and I told my dad I was going to ask you questions. He said, ask her about patience. About who? About patience. Not a person, not a person, but like the characteristic. I guess he's saying you're a very patient person. I'm very patient. And I'm, I don't know. yeah. What did I say? I don't know. That's you why either, I'm asking. You either, you either are patient or you're not. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the answer. Okay. I, I, I just pray. For patience. Okay. 
I love you, Joey. Okay, wait, wait. Last last question. What? Favorite secret family recipe? What dish and how do you make it? Oh, my favorite family recipe. How about eggplant parmesan? Ooh, okay. I would love that right now. Is that your that's your go-to? Like your your classic? The food here is so awful. I can't believe that that they call it a, a cafeteria. What do they call it? A meal pool. It's horrible. It's horrible. There's no no gravy on the meat. Potatoes are are with the skins on. You're lucky if they're warm. And then cold carrots. What the heck? And nobody knows how to cook anymore. But how would you make your eggplant parm? So whenever I make it, I, 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 I thinly slice okay, or I, slice up I the slice, eggplant? I slice it. You, and then I dip it in. Do you put salt on it to try and dry it out and get the moisture out? No. I don't even bother. I, I dip it in egg, a beaten egg. Uh, if you need, if it's a big eggplant, I add a little bit of milk to the egg. Dip the uh, eggplant in the uh, egg, then dip it into the breadcrumb, and then put it on the side until I have the whole dish filled. And then I start frying them. That's it. And then I, I have sauce usually made. If not, I have a bottle. Of uh, I don't know if you ever given by Rayo R A O. Yeah. Okay. So if you have a bottle of sauce after you've fried them, you have a dish, and you could lay it all the eggplant around. Put a drop of tomato sauce on each one, not too much. A little bit of cheese, and another layer of eggplant, and a little bit of more sauce. And that's how you make eggplant parmesan. But like, it's so but, easy. Yeah, no, I know it's easy, but like the sauce though can make or break it. So if you you made thousands and thousands of sauces before, is there something like is there anything specific you put in the tomato sauce? If you don't, if you're not buying a, a, a rouse or anything, if you're you know making it on your own, is there something you like to put in? No, not really. Not that I can think of. You're simple. I mean, eh? No matter if I make sauce, I always have to have a, a, a half a piece, half of a garlic, I mean, half of an onion chopped, a garlic clove chopped, brown that, add the uh, can of tomatoes or whatever, and cook it all together. And that's your sauce. Of okay. course, then you could add. You could add other spices that you like. Yeah, you I haven't know, ever. I, I mean, I, I haven't necessarily made sauce from scratch, so I haven't necessarily like put the like chopped up the garlic cloves and like put it in and brown the onions. I've just kind of like taken marinara off the basically off the shelf and then kind of right. thrown it in. But sometimes well, it's fun to make it from scratch. So yeah, and if you got nothing to do, uh, look up recipes on your uh, Google. Yeah. My God, there's so many recipes. It's ridiculous. I know, but it's fun to cook something that that I know you like. Like I know I cooked eggplant parm probably a couple months ago, and I thought to myself, I'm like, this is like, this is Grandma's dish, you know? Really? Oh, wonderful. Yeah, I mean, I know you like to cook that. I know you like to cook the uh, the pasta with like pesto and um, and you put like I love to cook broccoli and vegetables and everything. Oh yeah, that's see now that's another shortcut. You don't need a lot of money. You need a little vegetable, a little bit of uh, onion or garlic, and and uh, you cook the vegetable with a little bit of olive oil. And when you're done, you throw in the cooked pasta yeah. with the vegetable, and it's so delicious. Yep, I've had it many times from you, and I've. Always yeah, enjoyed it. I, I love it. Yeah. Well, Grandma, if you uh, if you think of any stories that I didn't 
didn't that like I guess get sparked in your head later on? You call me up and let me know. Um, I'll try and call you next weekend, and uh, I hope you are back at home by then. But regardless, please recover. Uh, you know, a hundred percent, and and um, oh, thank you, everything. Sweet but boy. I. Uh, Absolutely love you. I wish I could see you in person. And every time I see you grin, I'm such a happy individual. The moment that you speak, I wanna go play hide and seek. I wanna go and bounce on the moon like a toy balloon. You and I. Are just like a couple of tots running across the meadow. Up lots of forget-me-nots. You make me feel so young. You make me feel there are songs to be sung, bells to be rung, and a wonderful fling to be flung. And even when I'm old and gray. I'm gonna feel the way I do today, 'cause you make me feel so young. You make me young. Ah, you make me feel that spring has sprung. And every time I see a grin, I'm such a happy individual. The moment that you speak. I wanna go play hide and seek. I wanna go and bounce the moon like a big balloon. You and I are just like a couple of tots running across the meadow. You make me feel so young. You make me feel so young.